What else should we ask you? Is there anything you want to ask us? I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series? One, Who will survive? What are you listening to right now? I don't have any headphones in. Well, like, if, if, you had head, <laughs> if you had headphones in, what would you be listening to? Uh, this is... Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome to Marking Out, episode 459. That is right, you are in the correct place. This is marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Make sure you check out all of our past episodes, markingout.com. Go buy the merch, go subscribe, go listen, go tell your friends, go like us, go follow us. All that fun stuff that you know already. I am Dave the Rave, one of your hosts of the podcast. I am also alongside here with Brandon Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always, and uh, there is currently a sale going on on ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out, 20% off everything else, uh, weirdly everything else, but uh, yeah, if, uh, if you couldn't get t-shirts last night, definitely try again because the, the site crashed and they're putting up more servers. Yeah, it's so. keep on crashing, uh, and I know Chris is trying to get one of those WTW t-shirts, uh, unfortunately yeah. Chris... Chris is unable to be with us this week, but you can check him out on uh, Wednesday Night Wars. So, yeah. So, what's up, Brandon? How was your week? I really, I didn't do much. I went to Chili's. Not much. Uh, I then I did. You get, did you get baby back ribs? I did not. I got. Oh. Ooh, what did I get? I got the chicken crispers. You don't eat ribs, do you? Uh, I eat beef ribs. Okay. It's been a long time since I had a pork rib. Yeah. But not not as per religion. It's just you don't no, eat pork. I, yeah. yeah. I just, for one, I don't know what happened, but one day, like, in my <laughs> head, I was like, ugh, disgusting. Yeah. No, I hear Which, you. which I sucks hear you. because, like, <laughs> ribs were so good, and I don't know. Just I can't bring myself to eat pork anymore. I mean, I used to eat a lot of pork chops when I had my apartment and everything, but that's only because of it's less costly. That compared... I've, I've never had pork chops. Yeah, well, it's less costly, but also it's easy and quick to cook up and everything. Um, not too bad, but I haven't had it in a very long time. I, think, I don't know. I feel like maybe it has to do with bacon and the smell of bacon because I, I think bacon's disgusting, which is like, oh, my God, how dare he? I'm okay with having bacon on a burger, but – I don't really – I'm not a fan of bacon without anything, you know? Like I don't like cooking bacon. I hate cooking bacon. To me, bacon is just like one flavor off from being a hot dog. Okay. And, I could understand and like, that. It's, it's very rarely do I want a hot dog and bacon is just more like – it's just – and it's even like – it's just like when you eat a piece of bacon, you just feel – you feel it. It's like covered in grease and it's dis- – I don't know. It's not uh, – yeah. I'm good on that. I, I totally understand that. I mean – and then – I mean even if you cook it, once you get done cooking it, you have so much oil and grease yeah. left over and – But I, I, I would be uh, – I'd be open to trying beef bacon. Beef bacon. 
Turkey bacon's not bad. Uh, well, turkey bacon tastes just like regular bacon to me, and I'm not a fan of that. But yeah. I'm assuming beef bacon also tastes like turkey bacon and stuff. But okay, I, I could understand that. I could understand that. It's not too often that I get bacon on a burger, though. But all right, anything else? Uh, I watched Seven Hundred Sundays again. Uh, you do you even know what that is? Uh, nope. It's, what is that? It's Billy Crystal's one-man show. He originally did it on Broadway um, in, I want to say, maybe the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually ended up bringing it back to Broadway later in life, uh, like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And HBO put it out as a special, and I think it's literally one of the best one-man shows I've ever seen. I got to say, I actually I was watching some of a... Uh... Kevin Hart stand-up show that was on uh, Comedy Central the other day. Yeah. Kind of disappointed. It wasn't too funny. Really? Yeah, I got it. Like, some of his jokes, like, I was just like, all right, here's the punchline. And then the punchline hits. And I'm like, uh, okay. Ah, all right. I see where – I mean, usually I love his movies, especially when he's paired up with The Rock. But I don't know. For some reason, nothing really was sticking for me. I uh, I saw Kevin Hart live at the Garden. Yeah. And what I thought it was really cool, they were selling signed posters. How much do you think that signed poster was, knowing that Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart? I'll go with $125. $10. No way. $10. Take note, people. Wait, and why didn't you let me know this at the time? Well, I would have I, I don't know. Didn't really think. It was a cold, I think, December night. Yeah. I would have I definitely tossed you $10 for an autograph mark well you know i am definitely a mark but yeah all right good deal my week was uh pretty good too all right how was your week (laughs) (laughs) you know my week was pretty good i was actually watching a really awesome movie last night which i love uh it's it's jason and the argonauts it wasn't wasn't poor gm (laughs) best no 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 it was not but this is that 1963 film uh following jason and the golden fleece and it's the production value, everything, I absolutely love with it. I have a huge appreciation for that. The stop animation, the claymation, everything is just amazing with that movie. But, yeah, outside of that, not too much. Just working, grinding. Um, yeah, just this weekend is going to be a huge weekend. We have so much taking place. One thing that I definitely want to mention taking place is Glory 72. Taking place in Chicago. Uh, same exact area. Rosemont? Of- um, not too certain, but same exact area as the good old Survivor Series taking place. Um, but one of the matches that's taking place, uh, let's see, no, it's at the uh, Wind Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois. But yeah, one of the matches uh, fights taking place features the rock star himself, Charles Rodriguez. I think that this guy is going to bl- just going straight to the top, straight to the top. Right now, it's going to be featured a uh, welterweight super fight, and I think that everybody should be checking out Charles Rodriguez. He's a friend of the podcast. Go check him out on Facebook, facebook.com slash rockstar Muay Thai, and then you can also check him out on uh, Twitter. On Twitter, you can go follow him. Uh, it's going to be at rockstarish. He is a a huge wrestling fan. He's been trying to, every single time that he does a walk-up, 
you never know what to expect. Last time he did a um, at the weigh-ins, he did his weigh-ins to glorious uh, Bobby Roode's theme song. So you never know what to expect. Go check him out. Charles Rodriguez, the rock star. And we wish him the best of luck in his fight. We know that he is going to dominate. Um, but so I met him at a concussion conference uh, last year. And we were hanging out, talking and everything. But the reason I'm mentioning that is because recently concussions have been a huge um, uh, staple of pro wrestling. And recently it got brought up with Ring of Honor, with everything taking place with Kelly Klein. Um, apparently Kelly Klein has been suffering from post-concussive uh, um, effects. And she got released from Ring of Honor via email. Well, first she she spoke up about it. Yes, and that all went viral with Joey Mercury a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey Mercury was released, and he kind of uh, put put Ring of Honor on blast. Yeah, and a few other people uh, stepped up and agreed, and uh, then they they fired Kelly Klein this week. Yeah, Kelly Klein. She did speak up and everything, but I mean. It's kind of mind-boggling that after everything that's coming out about concussions, that you have such negligence in taking care of your wrestlers, or even your like these are your friends, your work, your employees. You're not taking care of them. If she has post-concussive uh, uh, symptoms and everything like that, it's got to be managed. Uh, so it's very, you know what? If they have to go that route to release her via an email. That just shows the direction of this company, Ring of Honor. That is why it's not Ring of Honor of old, where you really had a reason to go to travel to New York City to see Ring of Honor in action. Right now, I feel like with ever since NXT really started to take off, and a lot of these wrestlers from Ring of Honor started making the jump to NXT, to the Performance Center, and stuff like that, you don't really hear Ring of Honor anymore. And this is just a telltale sign of the direction that it's heading towards. And I don't know if Ring of Honor can be saved. And it, it sucks. I, I don't see them going anywhere, but it sucks because, like, I mean, Dan Moff just signed to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, so many matches out of Dan Moff and Ring of Honor that I'd want to see. Yeah, but the, the thing is, I think the company itself isn't the company of old. It really is. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't seem like they're running things as smoothly as it once was yeah i mean you have kenny king doing great you have jay uh jay lethal you have all these wrestlers that are doing great stuff you have um um what is it uh pco you know you have so much so many wrestlers in that company that you want to see succeed but i feel like they're not offering that much and i'm I'm just hoping that their peak was not april 2019 i i think it was and it sucks that you're hearing about this stuff about how they don't care about the wrestlers health and that that just really like leaves a sour taste in your mouth and i feel bad for these wrestlers that are wrestling for them to find out that their company won't protect them if they get hurt at least with wwe uh look at alexa bliss concussion and look how long she had. They made her stay out for, 
You know, you I really mean, have to she, take. She right now has that undisclosed injury too that she's out for. Yeah, you you have to take so much protocol for dealing with managing concussions. Yeah, your your brain is so sensitive. Every time that you get a concussion, that is a heavy. That's an injury to that brain. Um, and you don't really. Sometimes you won't know the effects of it until years down the line. Uh, look at CTE. You know, and it's it's really disheartening to hear that Ring of Honor has that sort of a stance with concussions. So that's that's. That stinks, but Kelly Klein, we wish that uh, she does get well soon and can, can, continues to recover and takes her time. Like, don't get back in that ring until you're fully healed up, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, but, all right, let's get into speaking about some sports entertainment and talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off with the man, Becky Lynch, speaking speaks about speak sings about close bailey and uh shana baszler and then becky issues an open challenge and uh i was gonna do the the way they do it but i just i can't do it as great as they can i can't even do it as good as they can but uh the iconics yeah the iconics cut her off and becky then challenged them to a match and unfortunately charlotte flair came out and uh Basically, just says that she's going to tag with Becky, even though Becky doesn't want her to. Uh, yeah, I would I would have been, been fine with the handicap match, but I totally understand uh, why I, Flair was out there. Yeah, I, I understand that one hundred percent. But uh, then this segment this segment ends with Samoa Joe randomly coming out. <laughs> I was like, "What is is Joe about to step up to one of these people?" But uh, no, he uh, he just was on commentary the whole night and I thought he did a fantastic job on commentary. I agree. Um, something to take away for after this. Uh, so this match took place, Becky Lynch and flair picked up the victory over the iconics, but the big takeaway was the four horsewomen, the original four horsewomen, well, three of them at least. Yes. Uh, came out to attack, um, the iconics and then, Oh yeah. yeah attack yeah. the iconics and then Lynch and flair got involved only to be left lying. But then they went on the ch- on the pursuit, but this led to Becky Lynch knocking out of security. Yeah, no fine, nothing. What's the, what's happening there? I, I was about to say, where's the uh, where's the follow up with that? Is she going to be off? I mean, what what's yeah, up? Where's, there... where's the old fine ski? Yeah, I mean, uh, but this, as far as this match goes, uh, it's just I'm disappointed with where the iconics are right now. <laughs> I understand where the iconics are because but uh, they're, I, I, they're literally one of the only tag teams in the WWE. They should be in the division feuding for the tag team titles or something like that. I, in this, in this instance, I understand the whole survivor series aspect of them needing to boost flair for it. But yeah. I just, I wish the I wish the iconics were still champions or used more. I mean, you know what? I think the iconics are, they are in the correct place right now, but I think, We've said it before about NXT, and I think we could say it right now. They should be co-champions. Also, uh, watching not, not, not tag team champions. I mean, a co-women champion. Yeah, I'm. I'm still hoping that one day we'll see that. Yeah, I think that that would be huge. I think that Iconics do have a lot of a a, a good enough fan base where that would be very entertaining, even if it's not. So I, if the I think Iconics... they're like they're so entertaining, like without that even like. 
Yeah. When uh, when they were just doing the backstage segment, them and uh, going backstage asking people, do you know what today is or whatever? Or do you know what tomorrow is? It was uh, Peyton Royce's birthday. Yeah. And it's... people were like, uh, November 10th or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. it's they, they are so entertaining that I feel like even if they had a code championship reign. So this would be kind of like the, um, what is it? The Freebird rules with oh, New Day. Yeah. I was going to say kind late of... cool, but. They were yeah, never it, actually co-champions. No, but it would be kind of like the how New Day would swap in and out. You didn't know who you were going to face. It could be something like that. But the thing with this is it doesn't even have to be a long-term champion. They could run with this for a month, month and a half. It doesn't have to be a long-term. But I think for the month that they do do something like this, it would be very entertaining and a lot of fun. But leading after, after this, you had backstage segment. Hawkins and Ryder had a championship uh, match upcoming they were being interviewed only to get attacked by aop authors of pain um and then they unfortunately they pushed the hawkins rider tag team opportunity to match but at least they acknowledged that they still have a championship opportunity because in the past i believe that they have won an opportunity and never actually we'll we'll see we'll see if that leads to anything yeah but in the past weren't they didn't they have an opportunity and that was never uh, presented? I'm not sure. Yeah. So up next, though, uh, you had Umberto Carrillo defeating Carl Machine Gun Anderson, uh, which I thought was really cool. Nice to uh, see Carl Anderson in a singles match. I don't think we get that too often. I feel like Anderson and Gallows are both underrated for. Knowing what they can do and knowing them from Japan and everything like that, I feel like they've been underrated under uh, – I feel like they are just overlooked a lot in that division. Well, the uh, the Street Profits came out to even the odds here against the OC. And uh, I liked the end of this match where AJ was distracting the referee while Gallows attacked Umberto. Mm-hmm. Then you had Carl Anderson roll up uh, – Umberto. Yeah, Carrillo and uh, and Montez Ford reversed that pin. Yeah. I like. I, I always like spots like that. I like what they're doing uh, with this. It's a small little storyline. Um, Umberto, I think it's kind of – it looks like he's going to end up defeating AJ Styles. Has to. Has to. Has yeah. to become the U.S. champion. And I'm totally okay with it. I, I think that, that it's it's an enjoyable feud. And AJ Styles, he's not going to be broken by losing the championship. AJ Styles is a, a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be broken by this. Right. So, but next up, could definitely break career. <laughs> Speaking Uh-oh. of breaking, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you good over there? Yeah. This, 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 it's, since I got this chair, a screw comes out every so often. <laughs> Dude, if you if the chair no, that would, lapses, that would, nev- that would never happen. It's not it's not one of those like screws over there. It's just like it's a random if, screw. I don't even know what the screw does. I don't know. It sounds and like then I, and then I put the screw back in, and eventually it wiggles its way out. I don't know. Yeah. So, but next up you had Lana and Lashley. You know, which prior to the match uh, that was about to take place uh, in this promo, she announced that she has a restraining order on Rusev. 90, 90, 90 days, day, 90, 90 miles, miles. Yeah. <laughs> 90 feet. Um, but, but she covered, I got, you do got to give credit. She did, she may have slipped, but she did cover it up very well saying that 
she apologizes, but being around Bobby just gets her so flustered and everything that she yeah. loses her words. When she said, I, when she said a ninety mile uh, <laughs> restraining order, I was like, do those? I actually questioned. I was like, do those exist? I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I really think that for being put on the spot, she did cover it up really well. Yeah. But uh, the match that was taking place, you saw Lashley defeat No Way Jose. Obviously, that was uh, going to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just stinks that I guess No Way Jose, is, this is just his place, you know? Yeah, I, I think his, his peak was uh, Austin Aries' feud. Yeah, you know, it, it's going to be... He's going to need a huge gimmick change, and it's going to have to be a heel turn in order for him to be relevant again. Well, but up next, next Seth yeah. Rollins defeated Andrade via disqualification. Uh, at one point during the match, Zelina Vega went for her Hurricane Rana off the apron. Mm-hmm. Rollins caught her, and I thought it was interesting because he then threw her onto the ground, kind of. I like that. I I like that a lot. I mean, he didn't really. He, he just kind of like caught. A, it was like a circus toss, kind of. I don't know. It wasn't like a. It was it wasn't a Brock Lesnar toss. No, no. It, it was more of a like get off me kind of a toss. And I, I thought that it was really good. This match was so amazing and entertaining. I, I I cannot rave enough about Andrade and Vega as a unit. And this matchup of Rollins and Andrade. This was awesome. Yeah, and uh, it ended when Lucha House Party came out and attacked Seth Rollins, which I thought was super weird. And then I marked out for a second because I was like, oh my god, are we going to get a heel Lucha group with them and Andrade? I know. I thought I thought the same. All right, for I, I'm on the same stage as you where I was just like, first I was just confused. I'm like, Lucha House Party? But then I'm like, okay, SmackDown versus Raw. So I was just like, okay, confusing to have them do this instead of like Cesaro. But okay, let's roll with it. SmackDown versus Raw. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, wait, Andrade's in this match. Brandon's little prediction is going to happen. <laughs> and then, and then you had yeah. Rollins, Rollins going to shake his hand. I'm like thinking, I'm like, Lucha House Party's still out there. This wouldn't make sense right now, but the larger well, scheme is no, make further, sense. Well, boy, wait, wait, because they attacked <laughs> Almas as well. Exactly, but it could have been an entire part of the plan swerve. And then I thought, I thought Seth and Almas were going to fight after that when they were like looking at each other with what you were talking about. But it was just like yeah, the I, mutual respect, which I thought was cool. I thought for sure that it was going to end up being like, okay, let's restart the match, kind of a deal for five more. Let's give these this crowd five more minutes. But I like that they ended it on that. Hey, we'll do this again. And it, yeah, it doesn't take anything away from either of them, and they, no, they it, both left in a, a better way, I guess. Yeah, I thought that – yeah, I agree. Great, great inclusion for this match. Next up, you had Buddy Murphy making his way to the ring, only to stop by uh, Alistair Black's locker room. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, bangs on that door, no answer. He's like, all Which, right. If you're going to be asking people to knock on your door, be at your door to answer. I mean, Murphy could have stuck around a little bit longer. There dude. was dude, he was there for quite some Alist- time. There wasn't Alistair Alist- Black wasn't in like the kitchen or the bathroom or whatever. He could have been. No, he may, maybe no, he was, no. Dude, he's no. always lying down. Maybe he was sleeping. I mean, if you if the down. if Sony's at the door and you're asleep, 
you're not going to go like, oh, somebody got. You got to get if up. If you're, you're telling groggy. people to knock on your door, <laughs> then you're not going to be sleeping or busy. <laughs> well, I mean, it, then then it's all kind of awkward because what is Alistair Black doing in that room? What is he doing in that room? I don't know. Is he just sitting on a chair? He's waiting? the Three's Company theme song almost. <laughs> I mean, is he watching TV? Is he playing a video game? What, what is he? What is he doing in that room by himself? Come on, knock on my door. I'll be waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but this led into. But of course, Alistair Black did open up the door. Buddy Murphy missed it, but Buddy Murphy took on a re- not a returning right. Uh, well, I mean, I, we have not seen Akira Tozawa on Monday Night Raw, I feel like, in a bit. Which is why I thought this was an odd match. I, I like both competitors, but I don't think they should have used Tozawa to put Murphy over. Because the crowd kind of seemed dead for this. And I think it's because the Raw crowd really can't react to somebody who hasn't been used in a long time. Like, we, we saw the height of Tozawa's main roster popularity, which was, like, tightest worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it's kind of... I was really surprised. I, I liked how, this match. I was a fan of it, too. And I forgot how much I actually enjoyed uh, Akira Tozawa. Like, this match reminded me that I was a fan of Tozawa. But Buddy Murphy, I, I'm a definitely a mark for. Um... And I was surprised that Aleister Black didn't interfere during this or come out. At, like, I was expecting maybe his theme song to hit at the end. But it wasn't until Buddy Murphy was going backstage. He was about to knock on Aleister Black's door again. And the door now Aleister Black was ready for him. Yeah. And we just had a stare down, which I think that would be cool to see Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. But it's kind of. First of all, we've 100% have seen that. In NXT, and we no on the main roster via the the knocking gimmick. Oh, oh, oh! I, I thought, yeah, of course. But I mean, Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy—it's going to be cool. But what's going to happen? You know, at least either, I, it, I thought we did. But this is going to end up being a Buddy Murphy lose because Aleister Black can't lose. But what's the the follow up? Wait, have we not seen this match on the on SmackDown already? I don't think so. Why do I feel like we've... I, I feel like... I'm Alex, so actually, confused. Yeah. I thought I Buddy so. Murphy months ago answered the knock. No, so I think somebody else answered the knock. Well, Cesaro, Cesaro. but I'm, I could Cesaro. swear Buddy Murphy did. No, just Cesaro and somebody else, but not Buddy Murphy, I don't believe. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking them just having a bunch of uh, live event matches. His buddy Murphy didn't even really arrive until a little bit after, like maybe a week or two after we did the entire knocking gimmick. But uh, next up, you had Eric Rowan backstage talking to his, who knows, maybe pet rat. Uh, he picked up the squash victory over Alex uh, Malcolm. Yeah, which uh, during the, the match, you had the Singh brothers chased ringside by R-Truth. Which Eric Rowan takes them out and then attack Malcolm, tosses him out, takes all three of them out. That's fine. That match happens later on, though. Wait, wait, wait. I'm interested why this keeps on happening with Eric Rowan. Like the the Bollywood involvement. Because this also happened backstage, right? Where, what, last week? Yeah, last week. Yeah, where 
maybe Rowan. No, our truth turned off the lights and left them lying there. Like yeah. it keeps on happening with Rowan. Are we going to see? Is this leading up to Rowan being twenty four seven championship? Uh, champion? I, I don't know, and I, it's weird because I think the Singh brothers are also kind of included in the NXT roster, so I don't know where they. I don't think that they're included in the NXT. No, they were definitely included in the NXT roster as per last night. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're in that invasion picture. Really? Yeah, they were there right next to everything. That's weird. Well, because they're because they're, they're 205 Live. That's weird. But one of the things that I I thought that it would be really funny if Alex Malcolm became champion. Yeah, I, I well, that would like because know. when Eric Rowan tossed Alex Malcolm onto the Bollywood Brothers, I was like, wait, could he actually like just it's lay? The, on- it's the Singh Brothers. Yeah, sorry, uh, the Singh Brothers. I was like, wait, could Alex Malcolm become champion from with the assist of Eric Rowan? That would be really funny. I thought Truth was going to pin him right then and there, but uh, it didn't happen. Later on in the evening, the, they were getting checked out in the training room. And that's when Truth was disguised, really bad disguise, but that's that's typical for the twenty four seven thing. But he uh, he wins the he won the 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 title. It's about time because our Truth had a lot of opportunities, but every time Rowan's around, he just backs down. But this broke the longest reigning twenty four seven championship. Yeah, I think it was up twenty three days. Yeah. And then our truth didn't even hold on to the title long because the next day at WWE headquarters, WWE's senior account manager, Michael Giacco, or Giacco, I don't know how you pronounce that, legit shoot WWE employee won the title, which I thought was hilarious. And then, yeah. and then, I have, to, uh, I have to watch that more often. The YouTube clips and stuff. And then, our uh, truth then won it back at a uh, a talent relations meter meeting later in the day. So I am enjoying what they're doing with the the twenty four seven championship. It's funny that a WWE employee won it. Yeah, you know they took some time away from uh, the defenses and the involvement as much, and now they're kind of bringing it back again. I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. Up next was Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens, which ended up in a no contest, kind of an awkward no contest. Uh, the yeah. match itself before the no contest event happened, I thought was good. Yeah, I mean, you had McIntyre rocking Kevin Owens with that Death Valley driver on the apron. Um, and then just so much more was taking place in this match. and It was very entertaining. Um, only to be interrupted by... Yeah, Triple H. Game. Triple H came out to try and recruit Kevin Owens to NXT. He had the uh, Forgotten Sons, Damian Priest, and Donovan Dijakovic. Um, which, by the way, Blake and Murphy, both on Monday Night Raw. Hmm. Uh, but the, the Raw roster ends up taking them out, which I swear to God, for I don't know how many seconds I thought it was a stuffed Cartman. I literally thought somebody threw a stuffed Cartman at Dijakovic and Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. But when I went back and like rewatched, I realized that it was just Ricochet. <laughs> I didn't get that. Yeah, I saw your picture. I definitely. How, how went, did you not get it? It went so far over my head. Well, in the picture, do you see that it looks like Cartman? Yeah, but I don't see Ricochet. Oh, that is Ricochet. That's Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
So that's why. So now, you, I mean, at least you understand why I thought it was Cartman at first. Yeah, now I understand. I was why you like, I was, I, I was literally so confused, and and then it was just it was Ricochet. I was like, oh my god. But and then the undisputed era ended up attacking uh, Kevin Owens, and the OC came out to help KO. Yeah, um, I, I mean, for a hot second, I was expecting Drew McIntyre to join NXT. Oh. You know, I, I was really expecting him to turn on Kevin Owens, but that didn't happen either. But you never know. I mean, I was really expecting someone to turn. on. I something. think if anyone's got to turn, it's got to be at the pay-per-view and it's got to be Randy Orton. Oh, Randy. I mean, you never know. You can't trust a Viper. Up next, you had Asuka defeating Natalia, which I, I have no idea how Natty is being booked away from teaming with Flair. Yeah. As opposed to with Beck, like where Becky's now stepping in, but uh, whatever. I enjoyed this match, and I think it would have been like even better if it was booked at NXT. Yeah, I can see that. Probably also maybe a few years ago, but maybe yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed uh, this match. Yeah, well, we haven't, next... we haven't seen the uh, the poison mist in a bit. No, no. Next up, you had which I, which I I like. I like that you're. Not using it every single time, but it's cool. I'm hoping. I mean, I have to assume we'll see it tomorrow night, Survivor Series. Yeah. Well, next up, you had Randy Orton Ricochet picking up the victory over Viking Raiders due to a DQ finish. This, first of all, was for the tag team championships. Second of all, I was kind of disappointed because the whole night they were building up uh, Orton's big mystery partner, which, like, obviously, like. Come on, who else would it have been aside from Ricochet? Yeah, you, you were texting me like rated RKO. And I'm like, mean, obviously as a joke, but yeah, I was just so I was so confused. I'm like, did I miss something? I and you're like, you know, they they announced it or whatever, and I'm like, uh, I'm pretty positive if they announced it, it would be all over. Uh, well, no, I, I I was implying that they announced a mystery partner. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah they they would have gone crazy if it was rated RKO. I mean, are we going to see at the pay per view? Are we going to see a uh, Evan Bourne moment? Meaning what? Are we going to see Randy Orton catch Ricochet mid air with an RKO and turn on Ricochet? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, dangerous spot, but. But during the match, I feel like we've already seen something like that with Ricochet and Orton. But during the match, they cut backstage and uh, SmackDown superstars were beating up Raw superstars. And then the SmackDown roster ended up running down and attacking uh, all four men in the ring. And somehow Orton, Ricochet, and the Viking Raiders fought them off. Then yeah, NXT... I, I, I like that. I like that the Viking Raiders were doing holding their own. But uh, more NXT roster came out, attacked SmackDown. Uh, then they if, attacked. If, Vi- if Viking Raiders went down, I would have really been unhappy. But I am really happy that they were able to fend uh, off as many as possible. The one takeaway from this that I really didn't like was the production value. Um, I okay, was texting- yeah. So there, there was at one point there was a move. They they just randomly cut to Eric's butt, which was weird. Yeah, and I feel like the camera production crew didn't know what to do during the segment. Yeah, but so it's so difficult. Place. Yeah, when when you have NXT coming out, attack at SmackDown, and then 
Raw also there, the the four of them, and then Seth Rollins leading out a a cavalry of Raw superstars. I thought, well, first off, I thought that Seth Rollins should have, instead of stopping at the ramp and calling people out, Rollins should, it would have been better if Rollins led that charge because he is the leader. I thought that he did lead the charge. No, he did. He wasn't the first one to run down. He came out first, but then he started to like wave people to come like to come well, out of the, whatever. Uh, the stage. I thought that he could have been the first one running down, but the production value I hated because I get like there was so much ha- taking place. But if so much is taking place, I think that the zoomed out version would have been better because then you can encompass everything that's taking place in the ring and outside of the ring, and you can focus on whatever your preference is. Instead of cut to this one, cut to this one, cut to this one. They were cutting so quickly that you didn't really know what was taking place and who was battling who. And you were missing a lot of valuable spots because of this. I think that the zoomed out version would have been – the hard cam version would have been a lot better. And they did cut to that hard cam version a few times. And that was more enjoyable as opposed to cut, 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 cut. But overall, it was a fun segment. And uh, it ends with NXT on top, and uh, Triple H then announced that the door was open for Wednesday. And if you want to hear our thoughts on that, check out our Wednesday Night Wars podcast. Yeah. But it didn't end there on Wednesday Night Wars. It continued on SmackDown, where Baron Corbin was Whoa. backstage rallying the troops up. He was trying to get everybody's attention and stuff, which was hilarious. And then Roman Reigns comes out, and then everybody's like, okay, let's listen yeah, up. Yeah, he kind of like over, like, he, I mean, overthrew Corbin's power there, <laughs> yeah, which I, I thought was I, funny. That was hilarious. And then... They, they, yeah. Reigns was like, "We're gonna have the the open door. We we don't care. We'll we'll open it for them." And then after Corbin and Reigns were arguing with each other, Sasha Banks stepped up and she was like, "Guess what? We don't care. We don't care about you two bickering. We're gonna go take care of business." And she led Nikki Cross, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and Lacey Evans out to the ring, and uh, I mean, basically said nobody from NXT has the guts to show up. And she called out Team Raw, which Flair led Kabuki Warriors, Natty, and Sarah Logan. And then Charlotte made the challenge to Sasha Banks. And I'm like, I don't want to see that match again. (laughs) And then Rhea Ripley came out leading Team NXT, which till then we had no idea who was on it. Which now we know is Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, and Tony Storm. Yeah. And uh, Rhea Ripley inserted herself into that challenge, and they they had a a triple threat, which Rhea Ripley picked up the victory, defeating Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. Was Charlotte Flair bleeding? I think she might have been. I wasn't too sure. Like, I was trying to watch on the computer, and I was trying to, like, but I couldn't notice, like, if she busted her nose or her lip or if it's just I'm, like her lipstick i didn't I, I, I thought for a second that she was but i don't remember like thinking more than that yeah i wasn't too sure but i'm happy that ripley picked up the victory i mean Rhea ripley's been having a really good a really awesome probably the, yeah. the best probably this is probably the best week in pro wrestling for Rhea ripley that she's ever had because wednesday she faced becky lynch on uh, SmackDown, she faced Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. Yeah, and she did it in a really uh, dope way, too, where Flair had Sasha Banks in the figure eight. 
and she crawled under Flair to roll her up while Sasha Banks was still in the figure eight, which applied more pressure to Banks, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was really, really awesome and very happy, especially Rhea Ripley. She has such a young career. So awesome stuff. Yeah, afterwards, uh, uh, Flair ends up pushing Sasha Banks, and they end up brawling, and the Raw and SmackDown teams fought each other while NXT just watched and like made fun of them, basically. Yeah, which kind of leaves me to believe that NXT has a good shot at walking away. I, with, I, uh, I wish they would sweep. I, Full sweep. It would, it would literally make NXT like, oh, guess what? They are main roster. You won't have yeah. stupid comments from Jericho saying, oh, it wasn't a true episode of NXT. Yeah, you know. But next uh, up, you have a, uh, a really cool segment in it, the ring. Well, well, even before that, it was, very, it was very interesting because you had Baron Corbin backstage talking to, to Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, to which Sami Zayn then cuts them off. And it's where almost as if Sami Zayn is a face in that segment because you have Baron Corbin calling him annoying, and Sami Zayn tells him like, "Oh, uh, meet me in the ring then." So then Sami Zayn comes out, introduces Nakamura, and he goes, "Well, it's clear Corbin's not going to meet me in the ring," and uh, then they randomly cut to commercial, come back to a, a Bailey segment. About uh, Shayna Baszler. And then they go back to Sami Zayn. In the ring. Introducing. A new Intercontinental Championship. Which it looked like an NXT title to me. Chris pointed out that. People were saying it looks just like the Progress Championship. Okay. Which it. I was. it um, Like with the. If. Something was like a little closer together on that title. It would look like the progress title. Hmm. I, I I think that it's I think it's beautiful. But the I internet mean, I, I is don't... split. The internet is absolutely split. I don't I don't know why we needed a change for the Intercontinental Championship, but I I don't think the title is a bad title. It just looks like something that would be in NXT. Yeah, I think that it's a great title. I I love the white strap. I really do. But the switcheroo, I, I, it's good. Oh my goodness. Hey, pasta. I wonder, you know what? I think who introduced that white strap? You know who? It was Cody, wasn't it? It was. Oh. <laughs> I was about to make that, I was about to make that point, but I'm like, I, I was going back uh, to you, my head about it. Do you it. think that's like, it that, could, be. could that be a thought? Like, could that be? why there's a new IC title you know it's it's interesting because uh for for weeks we've had the the big we've had NXT on TV way before well I should say way before but before AEW debuted um and then we've had the quote-unquote Raw and Smackdown premieres way like uh, how many months ago already two one month two months yeah last month and it's just so happens that they now have maybe it's just for Survivor Series. I don't know. Maybe it's no, because I, AE, I, maybe it's because AEW also has it. But AEW they continue to have emojis on Twitter with hashtags. 
Mm-hmm. WWE just got for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and now they have the the hashtag for Survivor Series is the is actually a non-existent championship. Now that I oh no, it's the <laughs> WWE Championship. I was so confused for a second, but yeah, it's the WWE Championship. So yeah, I think that the Cody stuff could play a factor. You but don't yeah, know. That's like that's I'd be interesting. Yeah, you don't know. But uh, uh, in this segment, Undisputed Era came out. They left. Uh, they ended up leaving, and and um, Adam Cole hyped up winning the NXT Championship. Yeah, but then this really ended up in a huge brawl. Yeah, well, because New Day came out, challenged them to a match, and Heavy Machinery came out. They were their partners, and then Undisputed Era ends up. Uh, actually, you know, now that I think about it. Uh, which I completely forgot during the match. Nakamura and Sami Zayn actually didn't leave. They were they were up on the entrance ramp watching, which I just it was remember. pretty cool. But yeah, so Undisputed Era defeated New Day and Heavy Machinery, which for some reason Big E and Otis started like fighting almost. I think it. Yeah, I I guess showing that you know what, even though their focus is Survivor Series, there's still storylines taking place internally. But those they don't. They're both. Face teams. I don't understand. That, yeah, that I, didn't I, make sense at all to me as to why they were like fighting with New Day. That was very strange to me. Yeah, but in any well, I mean, sense, uh, yeah. what were you gonna say? No, no, you're good. I was gonna say in any sense, no pun intended, but a hundred percent of pun intended, kind of very strong victory for Roderick here. So I, I, I that doesn't that mean that. There is pun intended. But it's not really a pun intended, but everybody's going to think there was pun intended, even though I just said there was pun intended. Yeah, but in like stating that there's no pun intended, but there's pun intended, I mean, but, it's, I mean you, know, you can't be 50%. What, how else would I say there was a strong win for Roderick Strong? He hit Tucker with that flying knee and pins him. Yeah. And then, which was the weirdest thing, so bizarre because you go cut back to the to the entrance ramp with Sami Zayn and Nakamura watching, just like Hurricane Helms. AJ Styles flew in out of nowhere. It was awesome. How, where did he fly in to hit that from? I, the the stage you'd have to be up. I don't understand. Yeah. That was like so confusing to me, but I thought that was really cool. And AJ ends up taking out Nakamura and uh, and then. And then took out Roderick Strong, and then Sami Zayn attacked AJ and Roddy with the chair. Yeah, it was an awesome segment. They cut to a break, and then they come back, and AJ Styles is on the mic. Yeah, which he's sitting there, or standing there, actually, making fun of uh, Chicago with Gallows and Anderson. Obviously, the, hello, they're in the uh, Chicago area. They're getting CM Punk chants. And mm-hmm. AJ Styles, I thought was really great how he handled it. He goes, I'd mop the floor with him. Yeah. It was it was awesome, and then just, this only led to them being interrupted by Daniel Bryan. I well, I really want to you know see because that was kind of like a segment ender. Yeah, it it was kind of like a it was a smooth. I thought it, it was a smooth segue. It well, wasn't. A, it was a smooth segue. Daniel Bryan hitting the ring because he was going to call out the Fiend or Bray Wyatt, whichever one showed up. He was ready for a fight. He cut a promo stating that. If whether he wants to come on out and they could talk, reminisce in the good old times, the memories, or they can just fight, and this the, led to the, the mid. Well, the, the lights did go out. Oh, yep. The and when the, the when the out. lights came back on, nobody from AEW showed up, but the Fiend uh, also didn't appear. 
(laughs) It was, like you said, Miz, um, who came out to speak about Miz TV from last week and how Daniel Bryan disrespected him. And then he slapped Daniel Bryan in the face, Mm -hmm. which I'm very confused as to why this is happening. Well, it set up a a match between the two. Daniel Bryan picks up the victory over Miz. But I'm like... I don't know why Like the Miz was just like, you're foolish and let me try to slap some sense into you. Like, like I, don't I don't know, know if, if, yeah, I don't know if Miz is heel or what's happening. It, it's like, he's trying to like tell Daniel Bryan, like, Hey, you're going to hurt yourself versus the fiend. See, and I'm like, I'm going to slap you to get some sense into you that you're going to get hurt versus the fiend. That's I, I, exactly kind of what I, how I saw it when I was watching SmackDown. I was like, maybe Miz is kind of playing the heelish part as Eddie Guerrero did at WrestleMania 20 backstage when he was trying to hype Chris Benoit up for his match. Because he was backstage like, oh, come on, you can't do it, Chris. You're not going to be able to become champion, blah, blah. Like, you don't believe or whatever. And he goes, believe? I believe in me. I believe in me. And that's... And like it that, fired much, Benoit up, and that's pretty much the same thing that happened. He slapped Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan went into this entire thing about how he's mentally. He talks about his mentality and how mentally he is unstable, and this and that, and he's ready for fight, and like he was fired up after that. But we, but didn't, this, I, I feel like we didn't really see like we didn't see that set in stone enough. If that's what they were actually going for. Yeah, I I agree. If it it was kind of you have to like dig deep into that, but this led into the Miz taking on Daniel Bryan. Um, it was and, a good and match. For, for weeks. Daniel Bryan has killed the yes chance, and he went to go for the yes chance. Goes all the way down, thinking about doing it. Stands up into the yes chant, and the lights go out, the power goes out, and the fiend where. Where Miz was once laid out in the the corner, the lights come back on with the redness, and it's it's Fiend sitting in the corner, same corner where Miz was. Yeah, I was a huge fan of that. Uh, I liked that transition between the two of them, but unfortunately, but sets up that mandible claw two days before the pay per view. Yeah, that is the match. But I think that's okay. I didn't enjoy well, that what, because what that is literally the match. That's literally what, the match. What do you mean that's the match? The match is literally Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. And they, they, that's, okay. That's his finisher. That's literally the match right there. What do you mean that's the Yeah, that's... Daniel Bryan was laid out from that. That's the that's, match. That's literally the match on Sunday. Why are we well, supposed to care about the match if that just took place on SmackDown? I think that that's a great... I think that that's a great hype because... You also have The Miz trying to convince Daniel Bryan, hey, you're going to get hurt. Don't do this. And right now, what just happened? He went into The Fiend and he got hurt. Yeah, but what, what's what comes Sunday? That's literally what – that's the same thing. I think, what's going to happen on Sunday? I think we're going to see fight from – maybe we'll see backstage like what you made mention to with Eddie and Chris. Maybe backstage you're going to see Miz slap Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan go out there, get his kicks in there. But then I, I think that – the yes chant's going to come involved. But once he goes for that yes chant, I think that's going to be the call for the end of the match for the mandible claw. He's I don't gonna, think we're going to yes up. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I don't think that we're going to see a yes chant, but I think we're going to see an attempt at it and it's going to every time he attempts it, 
Bray Wyatt is going to interrupt that, and Bray Wyatt's going to walk out as cha- as champion again. Uh, next, though, you had Shayna Baszler come out, call out Bailey, uh, and Bailey attacked her from behind, and then kept fighting out of the the Kirafuda clutch. Yeah, I enjoyed that segment. I thought Becky was going to be involved, but uh, I'm happy she wasn't. Yeah. Uh, main event though we saw Baron Corbin King Corbin teaming with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode uh, to to defeat Roman Reigns Shorty G and Mustafa Ali which the match itself for me was kind of plain Mm -hmm. but after that you had Seth Rollins which by the way because Ziggler and Roode had the victory did they replace Ali and Gable I don't know I'm, I don't think it so. It seems like they've been like doing that for weeks, and I don't know if that's like a set-in-stone sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But Seth Rollins leads the Raw roster to the ring, Shield-style, after the match. Uh, and then Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns looked at each other in the ring, and they started brawling. Raw attacked SmackDown superstars. <laughs> Braun led the SmackDown locker room out to fight. And then out where the beginning of the, the show, where they opened up that gate dx leads the military jeep with the whole nxt locker room following them just like that old school segment with good old wc dub well with the inclusion of Shawn michaels here also but uh of course of course uh, yeah and then we've we've seen it in the past like they had the hall of fame they had the the jeep and uh maybe raw reunion of sorts one of the one of the special raw episodes maybe raw 1000 yeah. But, uh, which I like, that's so awesome. I just hope we don't see Triple H, Shawn Michaels, or Road Dog on the team. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was such like a, a, a cool spot where it's like, for me, they were the coolest faction of the 90s. I know a lot of people would be like, eh, NWO, blah, blah, blah. But no, I for me, it's DX, one of my favorite yeah. all-time, uh, probably my favorite stable of all time. And there they are leading... Currently, my favorite brand of wrestling in in 2019. Yeah, I could definitely agree with you on them being the the top stable, and I or at least my favorite. And I thought that this was a great end to SmackDown and a great way to set up this weekend. The one, I mean, this the weekend, one disappointing thing though was that it just ended in the middle of the brawl. Yeah, but th- that is such a tough spot because we've we've been. This isn't the first time that it cut mid brawl right right yeah I mean, we, the past few brawls every time it ends in a brawl it is it ends mid brawl it's just whether or not it cuts before a hot spot happens you know because like with the keith lee incident where it cut right in the nick of time of him hitting uh his dive to the outside of the ring well Same essentially thing. it ends yeah it's a, again ends with keith lee I mean, look at, I mean, I know you guys spoke about it, but NXT wise, uh, it cut at the nick of time with this. This was, I marked out, I was watching this with my father and like, we were loving the end of this to see Warbeard and I'm going to still call him Warbeard, uh, Warbeard and, uh, Keith Lee looking at each other, looking to the outside and both doing a dive to the outside. Dude, I was, I was flipping out from this this was so much fun okay so apparently i misspoke earlier because we don't know the team nxt yet for women 
Oh, snap. All we know is that it's led by Rhea Ripley. So who knows? I I thought for sure that was like a solid team that they were going to have. Maybe we're going to see uh, a surprise. I mean. I don't know who we would see that. I don't think we're going to see Dakota Kai. I will be surprised if Dakota Kai is I, on that team because then that kind of. I mean, I thought, I thought that was like a solid team that, that we, we saw. Well, Rhea I Ripley, guess, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Tony Storm, and Candice LeRae. I thought that was like, that's like a, I mean, maybe because there's no heels on the team. Yeah. Well, I think no matter what, we're going to find out this also, weekend. Also, I mean, it's also tough to call who's going to be good from tonight. Of course. But we're going to find out for this weekend. Uh, tonight, we do have NXT TakeOver. Um, Want to do some predictions? Uh, Yes. On Wednesday, already did them. Thursday, Sweetness. So let's Thursday. do the predictions for Sunday. Taking place at the Rosemont. No, not the Rosemont Horizon. The Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Uh, Survivor Series. Um, which, by the way, I liked for the first time ever. I yeah, for the I think for the first time ever they have a kickoff show match for Takeover tonight, which I think is cool. What's the matchup? It is. Angel Garza versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Scott. I'm going to go with Garza picking up the victory. Um, yeah, I would. it would be difficult to, to not see him pick up that victory. But uh, as far as Survivor Series goes, I don't know what is going to be kickoff show, what's not going to be kickoff show, but we have... Um... You know what? We could just pick. We have the NXT, a singles match for the NXT Championship. Adam Cole versus the winner of the NXT TakeOver Triple Threat match. That being one of three, Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, or Damian Priest. I'm going to go with Pete Dunne, and I'm going to go with Adam Cole picking up the victory over Pete Dunne. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say as well. I'm going to say Adam Cole picks up the victory there. Uh, up next, you have for the WWE Universal Championship, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Gonna go with The Fiend. Yeah, we're gonna probably agree on a bunch of these matches. Yeah. Maybe, but I'm gonna say The Fiend as well. In a champion versus champion versus champion triple threat match, I don't know why Walter is not included here. We have AJ Styles, the United States Champion. Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion, and Roderick Strong, the North American Champion. I am going to say, just because I want NXT to sweep, I'm going to say Roderick Strong. Ooh. Um, hmm. Who is it again? AJ Nakamura Strong. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Nakamura. Okay. New championship, you know. I think that Nakamura picking up the victory could give a nice boost to his uh, character right now, uh, especially with Sami Zayn with his claims and stuff. I'm going to go with Nakamura. Uh, another champion versus champion versus champion match. You have the Viking Raiders representing Raw, New Day representing SmackDown, and Undisputed Era uh, representing NXT. Um... I'm going to go Undisputed Era. I said I want that sweep, so I'm going to I'm going to pick Undisputed Era here. Yeah. 
There you go. Another champion versus champion versus champion representing Raw. You have Becky Lynch representing SmackDown. Bailey representing NXT. Shayna Baszler. Got to go with the horsewoman. Shayna Baszler. Hmm. The submission magician. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. But I'm going to go with Becky Lynch picking up the victory over Bailey. Oh. Uh, a no-holds-barred match, which was agreed upon on Monday Night Raw. Backstage, Rey Mysterio cut that promo. Also gave some daps to uh, Umberto Carrillo. Thought that was cool. Uh, no-holds-barred match for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar taking on Rey Mysterio. I I, I, I think I'm going to be wrong, but I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. Ay ay I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar. I like. I really think I'm going to be wrong, but a no-holds-barred no to... match opens the door for so many things to happen. Rey Mysterio can use that lead pipe. He could have um, Kane Velasquez come out, who CM I don't know. Punk. <laughs> I'm going with Brock Lesnar. The only reason I go with Brock Lesnar, not only be, I am a fan of Brock Lesnar, but because I don't want to see, for a smaller guy, picking up the victory over Brock Lesnar, I want that to happen really badly because it hasn't happened. But I don't want it to be Ray. I want it to be someone like Finn Balor or someone that's a little bit newer, not Ray Mysterio, who's going to retire within the next five years. Speaking of five, we got a five on five on five women's Survivor Series triple threat elimination match. We have Team Raw being led by Charlotte Flair with Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. Taking on Team SmackDown, led by the boss, Sasha Banks, with Carmella, Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, and Lacey Evans, versus Team NXT, led by Rhea Ripley, which I don't know who's going to be on that team now, because WWE.com does not have it announced, um, but I gotta say, Team NXT. Look at that. Look at that. Um... I could be completely wrong here, and NXT won't pick up a single victory, but I'm going with Team NXT all the way. Hmm. I'm going to go with Team SmackDown. Okay, and then the who's, who's leading it? Flair, right? Sasha Banks. Flair's Sasha on Banks. Raw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm because gonna, they. Gonna, I was going to say with be, SmackDown. Well, I was going to say because they teased that thing on uh, on Wednesday. Maybe we're going to see Io Shirai on that, and then we'll see them face off, Kyrie and Io. I I think that. I loved that they showed that and Io Shirai's face of shock with when during that segment. I loved every bit of it. And um, it's interesting because they're both heels now. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get that clash right there and then, but we may. But I'm going to go with uh, Team SmackDown. And then uh, we have the Survivor Series triple threat match for the men. We have Team Raw being led by Seth Rollins with Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Taking on Team SmackDown led by the big dog Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, King Corbin, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman versus Team NXT, which is nobody announced. I'm going to go with Team like, it's not going to be raw. It's bizarre that there's absolutely nobody announced, but I think maybe I guess like I think I, that they're going to have four people announced, and then the last person announced is somebody from Monday Night Raw. Like I, that's where I, that's where like Randy Orton turns. We we don't know, but like there's literally there there's a huge match tonight that bodies could what? be hurt. What if 
Roman Reigns goes to NXT. Nobody's mentioned that factor. I don't see that happening. I don't either, but... I think it's more realistic. Like, this ain't no make-believe. I think somebody's going to show up and eat your lunch. I think maybe back from the dead, we're going to see John Morrison. (laughs) I'm going to go with... Oh, dang it. Dude, if it's not John Morrison leading the team, it's got to be CM Punk. I'm going team... There's no otherness there. It has to be somebody huge for them to not have a, a team set. I'm going to go with and Team I, NXT. I, I think that in this match, we are going to see Walter included. Do you think we're going to see DX in this match at all? I really no. don't want that. But no, I no, not at all. I do not think that. I think that. I think that from a management position, I think that they're too smart to include themselves in this because they want the focus on. NXT. We have so I, to. We do have to see Walter because he's yeah, left think, off. Kaylee Ray Bailey made the tweet actually. Why is Kaylee Ray not part of the the women's match here? I'm just gonna. So with that, I think that I think that it's okay because let's focus on NXT's inclusion first. But would you be pissed if, if Triple H was on the team? Yeah, I, I don't think that he should be. Um, but if he is, I don't think he should pick up the victory, but I think NXT is going to pick up the victory, but I think it's going to come down to like the only good, I don't think we're going to, the thing that I don't like that from our predictions that you're, you're talking about a clean sweep. And I think that raw, no matter what raw cannot come out over SmackDown because you always have that dispute of Raw versus no, SmackDown. No, it can't be Raw over SmackDown. It can't be SmackDown over Raw. It has to be NXT no. on top. But hold on. Hold on. Because you can't have SmackDown lose to Raw. Like, you can't have, regardless of NXT. That's one pro wrestling tease I like Mark now. Go there. There's a sale going on right now. You can't have two victories on Monday Night Raw and one for SmackDown. I think, like, even if you have NXT win as more than them, I think that SmackDown has to have more wins in their favor over Raw. Dude, and if, I think that this is going to I think that it's going to come down to this match too. And that's why the heel turn or not heel turn but the turn of whoever does turn is going to be huge giving NXT that victory. Like it could very well be a CM uh, not a CM Punk, uh, a Randy Orton turn and he goes to NXT to lead him to victory basically. Where he turns on Ricochet because we've seen him be no, be so nice to him recently. Or we could literally just get our minds blown and have like this huge like return or debut to NXT. It's it's going to be a the, lot. The, 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 the fight. It's going to be a lot of fun. No matter but, what. I think that this is the most exciting that WWE has been in a very long time. And this is just a lot of fun to watch. You don't know what's going to happen. But for this match, let's get back to the prediction of this match. I'm going to go with NXT. Well, yeah, I already picked NXT as well. And it, I, I really right. I think NXT has to come out on top. And it, it, they, they, would, they would just... Because for the first time in, in the inclusion of the Wednesday Night Wars, NXT won the, the ratings for AEW. I think I that AEW, if this, if they make a, if they make NXT win sweep at Survivor Series, that puts them, that elevates them to the A show. It would be sure I think that it's going to be uh, NXT coming out with the most wins, then SmackDown, then Raw. But if SmackDown does come out with zero wins in this, hypothetically, if it comes out with zero wins, you can easily see that 
be used into the Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns feud because then Baron Corbin could say, "Listen, you're you're such a leader. You didn't we didn't even pick up a victory with your leadership skills. Yeah. With me, if I was in charge, we would have swept them. But because of you, we got zero. So once again, Baron Corbin could easily run with whatever the outcome is. So yeah, and that could lead to some sort of TLC match. Yeah, but this is going to be so much fun. But yeah, hey, Brandon, you got any uh, shout outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and you're listening to Brandon's shout outs because you got some shout outs from Brandon. Now, when do I get paid? First shout out goes to Mr. Robot. You ever hear of it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Now, it's not a documentary about sticks, correct? About sticks? That's Mr. Roboto, first of all. Second of all, uh, just as far as the, the show goes, I put off watching season two for over a year and finally caught up on the episodes. They're in their third season. I think it's the final season as well, but I've caught up. It's such a good show. Yeah, never saw it. Always wanted to, but... Yeah. I enjoy it, and I'm pretty sure the, the, the promo that aired on AEW, the Dark Order promo... Mm-hmm. was like straight out of the show mm, it reminded me of that at least but next shout out goes to former wcw champion can you guess who yeah lex luger david arquette so close he was on uh wwe backstage this week uh cutting promos against booker t and i mean kind of cm punk too which was funny but booker t kind of gave him credit for as to why he was wcw champion because um, after Arquette won, apparently he cut a promo saying that he doesn't really deserve to be champion and listed a bunch of people who should be champion. And one of those people who had not yet been champion was Booker T. Wow. Yeah. I so. mean, you, you, for what he did do, I know everybody does give it crap and stuff, but you do got to give it, it credit because it was entertaining. I mean, also think- Arquette, Arquette has gone on the record many times saying he was never wanting to be champion yeah, but also think about uh, this is out of all the champions that WCW has had, who is the most spoken about now? Dave, it could be easily wow. said that David Arquette's title reign is the most frequent of conversation topics, whether good or bad. It's still a topic, a huge topic of conversation. Uh, all right. Yeah. And uh, last up is an anti shout out going to the Grammys. Nice. It's kind of annoying. I had a feeling this would happen, but uh, Speechless from Aladdin didn't get nominated. And I think Naomi Scott, who played Princess Jasmine, should have 100% won the Grammy for that. They they nominated Beyonce's song from the Lion King soundtrack. They nominated her version of the Lion King soundtrack, which I thought was awful. And... uh, the the Lion King soundtrack itself is not better than the Aladdin soundtrack. And Beyonce's song on this soundtrack isn't even the best song from the movie. I mean so it, I it just didn't... it kinda irked me that Aladdin got zero anything, any recognition at all, because that's I think Speechless is one of the best Disney songs that they've put out in literally years. I don't know. Maybe if the movie was good, it would have been. The movie was very good. (laughs) And the movie was way better than Lion King. Like, there's no comparison. Like, 
Aladdin was like the best live action w, uh, WWE, <laughs> the best live action Disney film I think that they've put out so far. Yeah. Um, right. But there, then there were other snubs. Taylor Swift's Lover got snubbed for like album of the year. As it should. It's not really. No, no. That's literally, uh, I think, maybe top three of her albums. A hundred percent, yes. And then Springsteen was definitely snubbed for Western Stars. That album should have a hundred percent been nominated. But whatever. That's the, the Grammys. Yeah. Well, that is. Uh, now it's that's... time for our. Our. Right, our mark out moment of the week. Do you have one, two, three, four, five? Yeah, the end of SmackDown. It's totally marked out for it. The end of SmackDown. NXT this week, I totally marked out for the end of that. The end of Monday Night Raw, totally marked out for the end of that. So, yeah, this entire SummerSlam, uh, Survivor Series invasion stuff, I am a mark for. What about um, you? Well, they have a new Stone Cold Steve Austin show that will be debuting, I believe, tomorrow after Survivor Series on the network. And his first guest is Undertaker. It's going to be Undertaker like we have not seen him before, doing like a an actual interview with Steve, add a character I, and everything. I think that we've seen that before, though. Yeah, but not on WWE Network like that. No, no, no. But uh, one of the previews they were showing was Undertaker. And not, not, not in good quality. I think every time that uh, Undertaker has done a promo like this with, I think, Jericho or Stone Cold, I think Stone Cold, it has always been via phone. So the there was, quality. There was one always... that was really cool that was with uh, Aaron Solo and his partner, which was so weird that they were just like there eating barbecue together and like spent the day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, I think it was them. But uh, in the one of the previews, Undertaker's talking about his his debut and how he's like he's growing out his hair, doing all these things to like to get a fit into the WWE. And and he sees these promos airing, and he goes, oh, God, I'm going to debut as the Eggman. I don't want that. And he thought because of the Gobbledy Gooker promos from Survivor oh, Series that, that he thought that was going to be his debut. And I, I popped listening to that. That's really funny. And then in another preview, he was talking about how Vince asked him if he's got any special talents. And as a joke... Undertaker says, well, I sing in the shower. And he's like, almost like instant regret or whatever he was saying, where he goes, oh, no, I'm going to debut as, uh, oh, what did he say? I forget. Oh, sh- did he say shower man or something? I don't know. He's got like the weirdest names for his. I forget what it was, but it was something simple like that. But uh, also marked out finding out the beginning of the WrestleMania theme song. For I think it was like WrestleMania 10 through 13 that used the the actual lyrics that starts out with the "Are you ready for the Survivor Series?" is an actual it's from an actual real promo that I had no idea, and mm-hmm. the the line that Mean Jeans then says afterwards with the "Who will survive?" comes from that same promo beforehand, right before Mean Gene introduces Jimmy Garvin. Very interesting. And Jimmy Garvin comes out and goes, are you ready for the Survivor Series? I said, are you ready? 
for the Survivor Series. And it's just like, I saw somebody tweet it and then went to the WWE Network, typed in Jimmy Garvin, went to the first result there, which was the promo with Mean Gene. I was like, oh my God. I always thought it was just like some random person that recorded that line in, in a studio. And to, to actually see both of them say those lines live, I was just, it was bizarre and blew my mind. <laughs> way, probably blew my mind way more than it should have, but. Bird up. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the show. Take us home. Well, thank you for listening. Marking out episode 459. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Check us out everywhere that you know already. Yeah, let's take it home. I thought we, we were doing that. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Get the, uh, get the t-shirts. It's giant Thanksgiving uh, Black Friday sale going on. And uh, check us out at BTTG161 at Dave the Rave underscore MO at Chris Sweendog at Marking Out, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11, Instagram.com slash uh, Marking Out 11, geez. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com, I believe I already just said that. So we wish you the, the... best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a 